Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back in to the Tide Talk Podcast, part of the Believe Podcast Network. Stacy Blackwood here, and tonight I'm joined by Jake Thomas and Jonathan Sanford. Gentlemen, how y'all doing tonight? Doing good, man. Uh, good to be here. Glad to have Jonathan on with us. I'm going to talk a little bit of spring ball. Jonathan, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm blessed tonight. Jake, Stacy, it's just great to, to be here with you guys, and especially look back on an A-Day game where there is actually a lot of people in the stands. <laughs> Yes. Well, that, that, that was nice to see. That I mean, uh, I kind of had forgotten what that was like to to see that many fans at, at a at a sporting event. Yeah, I really felt the same way. I I don't remember the exact number, uh, but it sure was nice to see anyway. Absolutely, and we're going to dive more into the A Day game, but real quick, want to take a moment to tell everybody about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is is the best place to go to place all your bets. Of course, if you uh, if you're an NBA fan, the NBA is in full swing right now. Uh, Major League Baseball is is getting things started right now. And if sports are not your thing, you can bet on reality TV or you know all those sorts of fun things. Uh, they have great pro- prop bets for all the sporting events. But then then also they have a 24 hour online casino that is always open, so you can play blackjack and other casino type games go to betonline.ag sign up today and you will receive a 50 percent welcome bonus all right guys we're going to dive in here real quick to the to our a-day recap of course it was a great great day to have football back it was a beautiful saturday there in tuscaloosa honoring last year's national champions so uh it was a lot of fun to see the guys back on the field and just Kind of initially, Jake, uh, what were your thoughts on some of the offensive players? And, of course, Bryce Young is probably the most notable guy there. Yeah, you know, we, we both picked him as the MVP uh, offensively. He was the MVP for the whole game. But, I mean, I think he pretty much solidified the being QB number one. Uh, you know, his numbers were 25 of 44 for 333 yards and a touchdown. Uh, of course, you know, we're missing uh, – really three uh, offensive linemen on that, um, you know, we've got to replace them. And he got sat three times. But, you know, it's, it's going to be a gelling process in the offensive line. Uh, so, give it give it time. It may take a couple games uh, when we start playing ball again uh, to get them to gel together. But but they'll be all right. But I'm going to tell you, I think it's a Jahi Hall. I mean, what – you know, we both talked about we need a – a guy to step up to take over, you know, De- uh, Devontae Smith, 
uh, and you know lose Waddle's uh, positions and 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 uh, man, he he sure to show out. So he may be an up and coming to keep an eye on. Yeah, Jonathan, just kind of piggybacking off of that. What who who were some of the offensive guys that you know really stood out to you and uh, you know you kind of had your eye on all day Saturday? Well, I certainly uh, just the biggest thing for me was the tight end squad. You know, looking <clears throat> at uh, Billingsley. And Latu, uh, and you might have to help me on that pronunciation, but uh, Cameron Latu, I, I just thought I was, I really didn't expect, you know, I had been hearing good things about uh, Cameron Latu in the spring, but this was the first time that I really saw on the screen what he was capable of doing, right? And boy, I, I just, he brought up uh, a Jai Hall, but wow, I, as well, add those two tight ends on the field. <clears throat> Might we see a different approach this fall, a little bit from what we saw last year? If you've got two tight ends at that level, boy, talk about a change maybe in the in the philosophy of the offense a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and you know, Bill O'Brien, he's, you know, in his years as the offensive coach in the NFL, he's coached some pretty good NFL tight ends. So, uh, you know, he knows how to use those guys. And, you know, you talked about Cameron Latou, and, you know, he's kind of a two-year project there at tight end right now. He – uh Started out on the defensive side of the ball for Alabama. Uh, he's had two years now developing into a tight end, and you're kind of starting to see his ability and, you know, why he was such a coveted prospect coming out of high school. So that that's definitely a guy that that really caught my attention and obviously probably everybody's attention. And uh, Jake mentioned Jai Hall and, and what he is able to do, his strong hands, his ability to make tough catches. So – those really stood out. But, you know, just talking a little bit about Bryce Young, you know, one of the things, Jake mentioned the sacks, and, you know, we kind of shuffled around the offensive line due to injuries and, of course, the guys that are going to be heading off to the NFL. But, you know, even though there was a lot of pressure in the game, Bryce really did a good job of of eluding some of that pressure, whether it was stepping up in the pocket or, you know, maybe even like the second or third play of the of the entire scrimmage. Uh, he he juked out, I believe it was Byron Young, to hit Rodell Williams out of the backfield. You know, a little bit different style of quarterback than what we saw last year with Mac Jones. And uh, Bryce really has what looks like the it factor there when he's back there at quarterback. And, of course, it's just a spring game, and you can't take too much from it. But from what I saw from Bryce Young, he is the clear-cut number one guy uh, on the team and you know honestly I was a little disappointed that that uh, Milrow was not able to to go yeah. out for whatever reason yeah. of course there's been a lot of speculation as to why but you know we're not going to discuss speculation but um, I was really hoping to see Jalen Milrow and, and Jonathan I know you're familiar with Milrow and so just tell us a little bit about what uh, you expect to see from from Milrow this fall uh I know he's probably not going to see the field unless it's kind of in mop-up duty or an injury happens. But, you know, what what do you think of, of the young freshman quarterback? Well, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there uh, just for a moment. I, I will say I would not be surprised if he ends up the number two quarterback in the fall. If, yeah. if he comes in this fall and continues to progress the way that, um, that he's done in the spring, he has, first of all, Speed-wise, he is faster than Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Wow. But he's a lot like Jalen when Jalen was a freshman in Alabama. His, his passing game, guys, I watched him here in high school. I can testify that his passing game is still not you know where it needs to be. 
So that's a work in progress with him. Um, but if you talk about a situation where you go from one quarterback like Bryce Young, Milrow would be a very easy, if he's able to continue to progress, the type of replacement that wouldn't require a great change in the offense. Yeah. And this is this is not taking anything away from Paul Tyson, guys. Please don't don't take that that way. I, I just think if if something happened to Bryce Young, you know, God forbid, right? Um, style wise, offensive philosophy wise, I think that you would be in better shape with Milrow and that coming in in that situation than with Tyson. Again, that's not a knock on Tyson. Again, I'm just speaking philosophy-wise about having to change the offense a great deal. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. Schematically, it would make more sense for a for a Milrow top player to come in for Bryce Young than than Paul Tyson. Paul Tyson's more of a you know throwback, you know three step drop back drop back passer. Not really going to avoid a lot of pressure there in, in the backfield. Uh, so he's more of your traditional style quarterback where Bryce and, and Jalen, you know, kind of can go off script if need be and, and make plays with their feet as well. So that, that totally makes sense to me. And like, I, like you said, it's not a knock on Paul Tyson, but no. you know, it, each team is different. Every year is different. And, you know, this may be a season where we need a more mobile and athletic quarterback than what we needed last year with Mac Jones. That offensive line was so stout. Man. There was hardly any pressure on him whatsoever. It was a veteran group. Uh, Jake mentioned how we're having to replace three starters from that group. So, um, uh, you know, maybe this year we need one of those guys who can uh, avoid some pressure uh, that maybe we didn't have that type of pressure last season. So that that totally makes sense to me. I can totally see that happening, uh, especially, you know, and it's not just because of his ability to – to move around in the pocket or escape the the rush, but I've I've heard really good things as far as his his uh, developing in the passing game this spring, and uh, I don't see why that would not continue throughout the summer and then in the fall camp. Absolutely. Uh, one thing I want to touch on real quick, guys. You know, we Alabama's always had an awesome. You know, we've had stud running backs, but they were really good at, at catching the ball out of the backfield. And we've got two guys who could, you know, could uh, potentially do that for us. Uh, Rodell Williams uh, caught four passes the other day for 65 yards and Jason McClellan seven receptions for 62 yards. So, you know, you know, Najee made, made it, you know, made a lot of people miss out of the backfield uh, when he caught the ball. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how, how they play out this year. Hey, Jake, you talked about uh, those two guys, Williams and McClellan. Of course, I'm a big McClellan fan. He played at Alito High School here in Texas, one of the powerhouse football teams here in the state of Texas. But uh, you take Robinson aside. Let's, let's take him out of the picture. This is for both of you guys. I, I want to hear your, your you guys. Uh, with all the running backs, and it's definitely a, a stacked you know running back room, is there any one of those guys that really stands out beyond the others to either one of you guys, stay, uh, Jake or Stacy. Go ahead, Jake. Uh, you know, McClellan got a lot of playing time last year, um, so I would give him the nod. Uh, you know, we we didn't really see uh, Brian Robinson, but um, if you're just talking about these two guys, I think it's going to be McClellan, but I believe Brian Robinson will probably be day one starter. Yeah, but, no but, doubt. 
but like you said, I mean, you can miss, miss a match anybody uh, on, you know, running back and, and we'll be fine. Yeah, my opinion of it, I don't know that any of those guys just stand out above the rest, but they're all kind of a little bit different. Uh, Roy Dale is more of the thumper, uh, yeah. but he, he can make some plays, like Jake mentioned, out of the backfield. Uh, but as far as explosion, explosion, I think Jace has the upper hand between those two guys. And we haven't even mentioned Keelan Robinson, who's, yeah. who's c- going to kind of be the Swiss Army knife of the offense, I believe. This upcoming season, you know, do a lot of jet sweeps, uh, get him in, involved in the screen game, just a guy who can make plays with the ball in his hand. So uh, a lot of guys that can kind of do a little bit of different things individually. So uh, really looking forward to seeing how Bill O'Brien kind of implements all those guys. And, and you know, like you said, Brian Robinson didn't even play. We know what he's capable of doing. Yes, uh, he he finished the season really strong in that Ohio State game. I don't know if y'all remember that, but yeah, he, he, was, he was he was thumping them. He was thumping yeah. those Ohio State guys there late in that game. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how Brian Robinson finishes out his Alabama career. Re- really strong running back group. And you know, before we move on you know we, we haven't even talked about you know veteran guys like john mechie xavier williams slave yeah. bolden yeah. uh you know Treshawn holden i know he had a couple drops but he was he was making some plays as well so yeah the talent is not lacking there on offense it's just a matter of, of gelling together you know last year's unit just had so much continuity uh it's going to be hard to you know duplicate that but uh, this offense has a chance to put up some some good numbers as well. You know, I've talked to a couple of people um, about the A-Day game uh, today at work, and uh, one thing that we all kind of agreed on, you know, back, you know, we, we had to rely on the defense uh, early part of Saban's career uh, in those championship runs. Last year we had an awesome offense, and, you know, the defense kind of like this year – the way the defense is stacked, I think we're going to need to rely on that defense a little more, at least until the offense starts gelling together. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Uh, the defense is a little bit more veteran group, and we'll talk about them in a minute. But mm-hmm. does, do y'all have anything else y'all want to add on the offense? I know we hadn't really talked a lot about the offensive line, uh, and it's really kind of hard to get a gauge on those guys because there was you know, so many injuries here in spring. Uh, that you, you know what Evan Neal is going to be. He's going to be, you know, an All-American candidate there along the offensive line. Chris Owens is going to be a solid guy there right in the middle, anchoring the offensive line. Uh, Emil Ekior will be back after his injury. But after that, there's a couple of positions there that, uh, that are up for grabs. So uh, that's something that we can, you know, kind of look forward to there in fall camp when everybody's back healthy. Well, I, I just wanted to, to share this about Bryce Young. I, I... I thought Tua Tungvaloa had the quickest release that I've seen at, at Alabama in my lifetime. I'm be 44 oh, here in May, and I thought Tua had the quickest release I would ever see in, in crimson and white. But i got to be honest with the Youngs, release is the quickest release I've seen in my entire lifetime at Alabama. And uh, those slants that we saw with Tua mm-hmm. <laughs> to Judy uh, and that group, uh, get ready because they are going to be back if they want to employ that because Bryce has that, boy, that quick release on those slants. I'm, I'm dreaming at night of what that's going to look like. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see those RPOs. <laughs> and, and, of course, then here comes all of the haters saying, 
Well, they don't ever pass it, Dave. They always do slants. So what? <laughs> I don't care. I don't either. They get yardage. It's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> all right. If y'all don't have anything else to add on the offensive side of the ball, I think we can, you know, kind of get moved on to the defensive side of the ball. Um, but real quick, before we do that, I want to take a moment to tell everybody a little bit about Canaan. I don't know about you guys, but I, I struggle with, with keeping up with sunglasses. I break them all the time. You know, you're out there mowing the yard. They fall off your head. and <laughs> Next thing you know, they're scattered in 20 different pieces across, yep. the, across the lawn. But, you know, Canaan is sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses, you know, clearer, lighter, and stronger. And then the frames are Italian handcrafted, so they're impossible to scratch. And and right now, Canaan and Believe are, are joined together. You can use the exclusive code CanonCast15. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15 for 15% off your first pair of sunglasses. Canon.com. Canon clearly better all right guys i think something that's clearly going to be better than it's been the last couple of years is this alabama defense <sighs> uh yeah dude there there is studs all over the field on all three levels uh jake just your and it don't this doesn't even have to really be so much about what you saw on saturday because that again there was so many guys out but you know, compounded with what you know we have coming back, along with what you've seen on Saturday, what what's your thoughts on this album of defense? Man, I'm excited about this defense. And, you know, we also picked another one, Stacey. We both said that DeMarco Howell is probably the defensive MVP, and, boy, he showed out Saturday. And um, uh, but, but on paper, this defense is nasty. And, man, I, I'm ready to look for it. We got some, you know, great corners – uh, yeah, that secondary is legit. It may be, it might be the best secondary in the nation. It's got to be at least top three. Uh, but, uh, and, and we didn't even have, um, Malachi Moore out there. So when he comes back, it's just going to make it that much more deadly. So, uh, linebacker play was really good. Uh, defensive line, yeah. But, um, but, you know, there, there's some studs there, uh, studs there as well. But, man, I, I'm very excited about this defense. Yeah, Jonathan, what you know, who are some of the guys that maybe stood out to you there on the defensive side of the ball? Well, certainly uh, Jalen Armour Davis. Uh, yeah. I watched him specifically a lot during that game on Saturday. And uh, I don't know if you remember the uh, – there was a deep ball that uh, on the outside thrown to Baker, and, and it was a fight for the ball. Uh, but, uh, you know, Davis, he won several, I, I think, really, really tough battles on Saturday – uh, there was one, um, where he, you know, the two got that deep ball over the middle, but that was just, you know, young showing out. Um, I was impressed with him. I was impressed with the guy who stood out to me the most was, uh, Deontay Lawson. Yes. I, I 32, you know, I, I just, something about him stood out to me a little bit undersized maybe, but compared to the other 32 that we've known for the last couple of years, but. Uh, I like Lawson. And then uh, you mentioned the defensive line. What about uh, Braswell? What do you guys think of Braswell? <clears throat> yeah, he, oh, he, he is quick off the edge. Man, yeah. he's quick. You know, <laughs> you know the, the, the young guys, the freshmen, you know, even if they were redshirt freshmen, some of those guys 
they really play well. McKinstry played well. Kool-Aid, you know, yeah. they had that pick. Uh, that was beautiful. It was. It was. And, and you mentioned Jalen Armour Davis. He was making plays. Uh, Christian Story made some plays. Uh, Deontay Lawson was there starting beside Jalen Moody there with that first defense. Of course, Christian Christian Harris was out and Shane Lee was yeah. out, so it kind of provided him with that opportunity. But, you know, he, he didn't seem like he didn't belong, which is – which is a pretty big deal for a guy who's had about what 15, 20 practices in, in a college yep. campus. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I really was excited to see how well he played. And, and we know what Will Anderson and Chris Allen uh, and, you know, guys like Drew Sanders can do coming off the edge. But now there's that guy, uh, Chris Braswell. <laughs> He's, he made some noise there. So uh, it looks like Alabama has plenty – of pass rushers to come off the edge. And, you know, that's that's the name of the game on the defensive side of the ball is is, is pressuring the quarterback, not just for sacks, but just affecting the quarterback. And it looks like Album is going to be able to do that. Of course, we know that, you know, in the middle, Tim Smith can can yeah. make some noise. Byron Young can make some noise. Justin Aboigby can make some noise. Uh, I know I'm missing some guys. Uh, Fedarian Mathis, he, who was also out this spring, he, we know what he's capable of. Uh, I'm really excited to see this defense. Uh, I, I, I have a feeling they, that they're going to be a pretty special group. Uh, Tim, uh, uh, my mind's going blank. Uh, Tim um, Smith. Smith. I, I, I'm. I'm just. I, when we were doing the uh, the reviews from last seasons. I, I looking to him just makes me even hungrier for what he's going to be able to do this year. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm high on him for sure. I mean, I I told uh, Stacey in our last podcast that um, I believe by the end of the – or by probably mid-part mid of the year, he may take over that that uh, nose guard position from DJ, DJ Dell. Yeah, yeah, DJ has got to be watching out because Absolutely. Tim is coming and coming fast. I agree 100%. I, I, and speaking of DJ Dell, congratulations to him. I don't know if y'all saw yeah, it. Yeah, proposal. He got engaged there. Uh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Proposal. That's awesome. So obviously happy for him and and his bride to be, but uh, you know the the defense. W- what I like about the defense is there's just so many dudes. That's that's the best way I can put it. There's just a lot of dudes on that side of the ball, and you know I didn't really see much of a drop off between you know each group. To be honest with you, uh, obviously the the first team had a little more experience in areas. Uh, of course, we know what Jordan Battle can do there in the back end. Uh, Jake mentioned didn't play Malachi Moore. We know what he can do. Uh, he was as good as any freshman defensive back in the country last season. Uh, I'm excited to see Josh Job. Can he be that alpha back there on the island? You know, at corner, uh, he's been he's been so close. Yes, uh, to being a star. I mean, yeah. It just seems like last year, the moments where he could have made the play, just something would happen, right? Yeah. This is the the year that we're going to find out. Can Job finally make that conversion to the to a star that we know he's capable of being? Yeah, and and I think I think it's going to be interesting to see that other cornerback spot. Uh, I we were all really impressed with Jalen Armour Davis, but you know the more that it's going to be hard to keep. Kool-Aid out of exactly. there. Exactly. The more yeah. Kool-Aid, he, the more reps he gets, the better he's going to get. Yeah. And uh, you can tell that he is just naturally gifted, man. 
So that's going to be one of the most interesting battles in fall camp, and I'm really looking forward to that one. Was there any player, like if you had to take all the players you saw on on Saturday and, and just say, was there one guy to you that stood out over everybody else? I mean, yeah, we could both, uh, all three of us could probably say, you know, Bryce Young, but let's take him out of the equation. Who, who stood out the most to you guys? Jalen Moody. Wow, I want to hear this. Jalen Moody. Okay, let's hear it. I, I, I just I think Jalen Moody's going to make some noise this year. We all know what Christian Harris is. I mean, he's he's an All American linebacker, but I think Jalen Moody's going to going to be right there as well. Uh, I, I don't know if y'all remember the play, but there was one play where I lit, my jaw dropped. It was a little little uh, flare pass out of the backfield to one of the running backs. I can't even remember who. I think it was Roydell, and out of nowhere, I mean, he, he looked like he had grass to get about 10 to 15 yards. Out of nowhere, Moody comes flying in and takes him down for about a two- or three-yard gain. I don't know if y'all remember that specific play or not, but and he, he was just all over the field. Just He's an instinctive player, uh, you know, maybe something that, that Dylan Moses didn't have as much of, talented guy, but – you know, lack some instincts there on the inside. Moody has them, and I'm really excited about Jalen Moody. I think I think we have a chance to have two special inside linebackers this year. Jake, it sounds like uh, Stacy's saying we don't need Toa Toa. Hey, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, if we get him, that's fine. We'd be that much do. Deeper, I mean, uh, Stacy, what do you do if you get Toa Toa? Uh, he, I mean, if he beats him out, he beats him out. But I, I'm telling you right now, I think Jalen Moody will be an NFL dude. Wow. I, I got to agree with you. I was impressed with him as well. I just – I didn't expect to hear you say that name. But, man, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed by that. That's a great pick. <laughs> what about you, Jake? You know, um, I, I, like, like I've said, I, I'm interested in that secondary because it could be potentially the deepest – Second day we've ever had at Alabama uh, with guys like Helms, Battle. But, you know, we talked about, and I said it last year, which I thought um, Battle could be the guy who could step in the the Xavier McKinney role to be that that slobber knocker, the, the one just just knock your helmet off. And uh, But now uh, I believe Helms is going to be that guy. So, you know, I, I love, you know, it's, got, it's gotten away from it because of the – of the concussion protocols and stuff, which I understand you got to protect players, but I love hard hitting guys and just, just blowing somebody up. That is football to me. And uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm anxious to say who's going to be that guy for us. By the way, Jake, this was the hardest hitting a day game in my lifetime. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Then dudes were getting after it. (laughs) They were, they wanted that steak. They wanted that steak dinner, not the beans and taters, (laughs) you know, bean dinner. (laughs) Well, I, mine guys, what was Jackensi uh, McKinstry? I mm-hmm. guys, we got a freaking star coming. He in. is. He, he's a star. I mean, his body language after he made that interception uh, there in the fourth quarter, and and stood up. It, just the, the body language. It was it, man. I hate to even say this, but remind me of Deion Sanders. It honestly mm. did. Ooh. <laughs> that, that's high praise. <laughs> hey, I hope he I, is. Me too. I, I, I don't know, but I just I was uber impressed with him. And then he, he had the you know the, the game ceiling uh, 
you know, pass breakup there in the closing, you know, seconds of that game. So, yeah. boy, I, I, we are so freaking blessed. Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's amazing the kind the type of talent we have on this team. Another guy who I was impressed with, of course, was Braswell. Like I believe you mentioned, Jonathan. Uh, he had three sacks on yeah. the, on Young. Yeah, three sacks on Young, and he also caused a forced fumble. So I mean, and he had five tackles to get uh, total. So I mean, he's he looks like he's going to be a, uh, a stud as well. Like they said, coming off that end, which is huge. You know, uh, another guy, and we could sit here and do this all night. But I'm, I, I'm going, I'm going to mention one more guy. Um, you know, and we've talked about him a little bit, but it's interesting that both Jalen Armour Davis and Kool Aid McKinstry both had had outstanding days. Yeah, and they're really kind of battling for that one spot, in my opinion. Um, you know, we don't know that for a fact, but it, it seems like for that other corner spot, it's going to be between Kool-Aid and Jalen Armour Davis. And both of those guys played really, really good on Saturday. So that 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 is going to be a fantastic matchup in the fall. I, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to pick it. Uh, maybe one guy will just head and shoulders uh, be above the next, the other guy, but that that's going to be that's the one one spot that I'm just going to be watching uh, all fall camp. Going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely, <laughs> guys. Y'all got any closing thoughts before this was a lot of fun to to kind of relive the eight a game. Now we got to wait uh, shoot a hundred and something days before we get to the first football game. So uh, we got a while, but. Uh, any closing thoughts or, you know, just kind of a observation from the, from the game, you know, of the team? <laughs> well, I, I'll go first, but uh, I was going to say, you know, Bill O'Brien is coming to a great op- you know, opportunity. It's not like he's going to go to like New Mexico and try to fix that offense. I mean, <laughs> he's got studs in that offense that, that he can work with and, and play with and miss a match and, and just confuse defenses. So, he, uh, I want to be interested to see the biggest thing about Bill O'Brien to me is how is he going to do recruiting? So I'm anxious to see how he's going to be on, on the recruiting trail and, uh, see if he can pull in some guys because I mean, he's an NFL guy, but I think this might be his first time to go out and actually recruit in college. So we'll see how he does there. No, he was the head coach at Penn State, Jake. Yeah. That's right. He was. And no, had some great offensive weapons there, by yeah. the way. Where, where <laughs> yeah. have I, I've been I've been slipping in a cave the last six years, so, <laughs> six, seven years, so don't annoy me. <laughs> Jonathan, real quick, anything you want to add, you know, just kind of observing the day game? Well, I'm going to throw this out there because all I heard on Saturday evening was Georgia. Georgia this, Georgia yes. this. Yes. Oh, Good. And in ESPN, yeah. that's all they were hyping. Uh there are those right now talking heads that truly believe that Georgia is on a level and, and they may very well be, I could be absolutely dead wrong, but when I watched the Alabama a day game and I watched the Georgia a day game, when I looked at the talent that was on the field, there was no comparison guys. And, and it's the closest thing I think we're going to see in our lifetime to what Paul bear Bryant had at his disposal. When you had so much talent, that you had guys that would start in many other places sitting on the bench. We've got that at Alabama right now. It's, it's, it's hard to imagine the talent 
that is sitting in Tuscaloosa. And, and by the way, there are several guys that didn't play what there were several that didn't play. And there's several that haven't even gotten on campus yet. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so my, my statement is this got me excited for the fall me because too. I believe we are headed on a collision course with that red and black group over in, in Athens, Georgia. And I hope that once again, we break their hearts. Me too. Oh, yeah. Me Absolutely. too. I hope they get all the love all summer long. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, uh, my, just my thoughts are much like y'all's. The, the talent is just unbelievable. Uh, it, it's like, you know, I was talking with my dad and, you know, really just to sum it up, we're going to win a lot of football games this year. I don't know if we'll win the championship, but we'll be right there in it. And uh, the, the talent is there. Uh, I don't really have any huge question marks on this team. You know, maybe who's the two guys on the offensive line, but we know they're going to be talented. It's not going to be a question of talent there. So uh, I I don't really have major question marks. Uh, I'm not worried about the receiving group. Uh, There's plenty of guys there that can make plays. Bryce Young is is not going to have to – you know, he's gonna not just going to rely on his arm. He can make plays with his feet. Uh, we got five running backs that would start pretty much anywhere else in the country. So, I feel good about the offense. You know, even though we're losing, you know, the best quarterback in college football last year, the best running back in college football last year, and the best receiver in college football last year, we're losing those three guys. But I, I don't – I don't think that's going to be enough to to keep this team from competing for a, another national championship. Yep, got to agree. You know, yeah, you know the the old saying is, you know, Alabama don't rebuild, they reload, <laughs> and that's what that's what we had done th- this year. And uh, and man, we like, like Jonathan said, we have, especially on the defense side of the ball, anybody on that defensive side that's on the bench could be could be playing anywhere else. But they're wearing that crimson jersey, and that that just means something, you know. I think me and Stacey have talked about it before, Jonathan. But I mean, I wouldn't care if I would never see the field. I, I would set the bench, but wearing that crimson jersey, just the history and and that moment, you know, I I, I would do it in a heartbeat. Well, I think it's a great story when you watch a guy like Jalen Moody that Stacey brought up, who's been there, he's paid his dues. Yep. and now has a chance to shine. Uh, that's what you look for. That should be the story in college football, not this transfer rule where you don't get your wish day one and you start looking at the place you can hop. And uh, I don't want to get into that, but uh, yeah. I, I, I love the idea of what you're spreading versus what we're seeing spread across college football elsewhere. Hey, you know, that, that's a great idea for a podcast here in the summer when, you know, the news is, you know, not as not as – you know, high volume, we can talk about the transfer and the effect of it, the transfer portal and the effect of it on college athletics. I think that would be an interesting show. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm down for it. (laughs) All right, guys. Hey, I had a lot of fun talking about the 8A game. Uh, Really excited about this team. We've talked about that. So looking forward to seeing what they can do this fall. Uh, real quick, Jonathan, let everybody know how, how they can follow you on, on social media so they can make sure they keep up with you. Hey, you can uh, catch me on Twitter at DJ Sanford. That's D-J-S-A-N-F-O-R-D. All right, Jake, and uh, you're at Jake Thomas TTS? 
Yeah, still, I ain't changed it. I need to, but I have it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. And I'm at Blackwood89. You can follow our podcast Twitter feed at Tide Talk Pod. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. Leave us a five star review there on Apple Podcast. Uh, we really appreciate that. All right, guys, I had a lot of fun. Can't wait till we do this again. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll tide.